So I think it's time to stop being afraid to be who we truly are. And I want us to start by avoiding these two mistakes. And, you know, if you've already made these mistakes, which I have myself, it's okay. We just have to overcome them and know that it's never too late. Shamina Hayes and this is episode number seven. Happy, happy April everyone. Today is the start of our new book of the month. The book is called The Book of Mistakes by Skip Pritchard. It's about, it gives you insight on nine mistakes that prevent most people from living a fulfilled life and from achieving success. And so I came across this book about two years ago in the business section, but I honestly think the wisdom that this book offers can be applied to everyone, no matter what you do or where you are in your journey. And I'm super excited about this book. And so I'm a fan of reading to apply. My spirit usually knows what I need to read before I know. And most of the time when I go to the bookstore looking for a book, I usually buy the one that jumps out at me. And the book that I buy almost always resonates with where I am on my journey. So because of that, I like to take my time with it and, you know, apply what I read or learn while reading wherever I see fit in my life. And that's what I want to do with this book. Although it's such a quick and easy read, I don't want us to rush through it. So we're going to break up these nine mistakes weekly so that we can really process and self-reflect on them. Sounds good? Cool. So let's go ahead and tap into the first two mistakes. Actually, before I just dive into the mistakes, I'm going to give a quick overview of the story because it's a very interesting um parable and the main character I think is very relatable um the book takes us back and forth from years back to present day and I guess it's to give us an origin of you know the book of mistakes um this book started as a manuscript that people were instructed to keep safe and out of the hands of people who just wanted to use these secrets Um, and success for evil and it was to be saved for generations to come for people who you know was ready to receive that kind of wisdom so the book takes us to present day where we meet our main character David David is described to be basically miserable he's unsatisfied and unfulfilled with his life and without going in to too much detail he bumps into this woman who basically plants the seeds for David's life to change and because of this um 
because he bumped into this woman, he meets this old man who seemingly has all the answers to David's problem. The old man actually has the book of the nine mistakes that can help transform David's thinking and transform David's life, but he doesn't just give it to David right then and there. He explains that David will come across teachers in the most unexpected places and that they will be the ones sharing these lessons or mistakes with him. And so this right here is something I want to point out. So many times we want all the answers right now, but I think... I just think there's something so magical in the unfolding of life. There's something to be learned in every situation and in every person that we encounter. And I think God puts people in situations on our path on purpose so that we can learn from them, so that we can gain some wisdom from them. It's never a coincidence or a mistake. I think that everything we learn is everything that we need to get to where we're going and who we are becoming. And the only thing that we need to do is to just remain open for these moments, good or bad. So jumping back into the book, David seems to be, he seems to be very anxious, but also very excited and open for what's coming. And we know this because he then comes across a woman who basically lures him in this unknown place This woman, uh, she's an actress, and we later find out that she's there to reveal mistake number one to him. And so here we are with mistake number one. Mistake number one is working on someone else's dream. So let's dig into this a bit. Working on someone else's dream doesn't necessarily mean just working for someone else. I think that there's this new misconception that In order to be successful, you have to be a business owner. And I don't think that that's true. Not everyone wants to be entrepreneurs. Some people actually enjoy working nine to five. You know, some have goals of moving up in a company ran by somebody else. Not everyone's purpose is to be the one running the company. I personally know that Or I know some people that enjoy the freedom of clocking out and just not having to worry about working for the rest of the day. And all of that is perfectly fine. The question is, are you living out your own dream? And I don't think a dream is always about a career. So I'll ask this another way. Is a life you're living intentionally created by you? I think that so many times we fall into doing the things our parents want us to do or striving to live out this quote-unquote American dream that society created. But we, we were all born with a purpose and a unique set of gifts. So what are you doing to utilize these gifts? And also keep in mind, just because they are your gifts, it doesn't mean you don't work on them. Life is all about growing. How are you growing your gifts? I think that a lot of people are bored with their lives and miserable because they aren't living meaningful lives. On page 39, the the woman explains that Our purpose 
is what energizes us. So we weren't put here to just live life on autopilot, to just roll out of bed, go to work, do our duties, come home, eat, sleep, and then do it all over again in the morning. It's hard for, for some of us to wake up in the morning because we're tired. We're tired of the same routine, this routine of not living a fulfilled life. And we get stuck in this routine because we aren't living out our dreams. We aren't doing what we were put here to do. And we aren't living out our dreams because we're making the mistake of living out someone else's dream. And this could look like, this could look like you took a career because you wanted to make your family proud or you doing things because it's what everyone else is doing. Or you're not doing something that you love because you fear what others are going to say or think. So you're basically, you're literally living to fulfill the world's expectations. I want to bring up that conversation again that I had with my dad during my little quarter-life crisis I spoke about last episode. In that same conversation, he apologized. He apologized to me for making me feel like college was my only choice, for making me feel like I had to go to college. And he said what he should have encouraged was that I figured out the things that I love, the things that I was good at, and then figure out how I can do these things. And once I figured that out, to take the necessary steps to achieve them. So if it required college, then obviously go to college. But if not, do whatever I needed to do to get to where I wanted to be. I feel like I wasted a lot. I shouldn't say wasted because I've learned a lot. But there was a lot of time and money going going to college and switching my major. Because my first year, I had already knew that this wasn't for me this this isn't what I wanted to do but I stuck it out and kept trying because I knew it would have made my parents proud and I mean it was it it was what everyone else was doing since kids I think that we're taught to believe that there's only one blueprint for life um go to school get a good job retire obviously things in between but those are the main things that are highlighted as at when we're kids and I'm not blaming like parents or anything it's, it's totally okay to want the best for your kids for your friends for your family but that's only something that they know we are the only ones who know what's best for us So I think it's time to get back to our dreams, to the things that light us up because this is our life and no one can live our lives or tell us how to live our lives but us. On page 39, the woman says, design your life to fulfill your purpose. And I think finding out your purpose is between you and your spirit. So that was mistake number one. 
let's find out what um, mistake number two is. So David's next teacher happens to be at the bank. He, you know, he goes to the bank to sort some things out and he meets her. And she's explaining this fun fact about coins and how they cost way more to make than they are worth. And how because the label is on the on there, we accept that and so that's what it is. So because it says it's a penny, you know, it's only worth a penny. Meanwhile, it costs way more than a penny to make pennies. <laughs> um, and so she compared this with mistake number two, which is allowing someone else to define your value. And I think this kind of coincides with the first mistake. When we avoid or overcome mistake number one and we design our lives according to our dreams, there will be people who try to discourage us by trying to tell us what we're worth and what we are and aren't capable of achieving. Page 50, the banker says, others are so quick to define us. They set expectations. They don't realize when we've changed and they don't see our potential. People are going to do this regardless, but we can't make the mistake of believing them when they try to devalue us. Because all that is, all that they are doing is projecting. They're projecting their fears and their failures on us. I remember this scene from the movie uh, Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith and his son. And it was a scene where they were outside playing basketball and you know his his son made a basket and was like I'm going pro and Will Smith was Will Smith's character was basically like uh you know don't try it he basically was just like don't try it um you're only going to get as far as I got I don't want you out here just throwing basketballs around and then he notices the look on his son's face and his son, you know, his dreams were crushed, basically. And then Will Smith says to him, don't ever let someone tell you that you can't do something. If you've got a dream, you have to protect it. People can't do something themselves, and they want to tell you that you can't do it. And I just love that scene because as a parent, he realized what he had said, what he had did, and corrected himself. What he did was he, he placed a limitation on his son based off of what he himself was unable to accomplish. Or maybe it's what other people told him when he was a kid and he believed it. But he quickly realized the crushing of his son's dream and, and corrected it. We as children were sponges and we believe everything we're told, especially if it's coming from our parents. And honestly, our I feel like our dreams are usually crushed and limitations are usually placed when we're kids and then we carry that into adulthood. But I also think once we realize this, once we realize that that's what happened, it's up to us to learn how to reclaim back our power and recognize our own value. Take back the responsibility of your life and stop seeking approval from others because what we're doing is we're giving them permission to define us. 
And again, on page 50, the banker tells David, a life well lived is a life true to who you are, not who others say you are. It's about you. So I think it's time to stop being afraid to be who we truly are. And I want us to start by avoiding these two mistakes. And, you know, if you've already made these mistakes, which I have myself, it's okay. We just have to overcome them and know that it's never too late. If you're listening to this episode, it means that you are alive. You're still here. So you still have a purpose to fulfill. The goal is to wake up every day and chase your dreams and live out your purpose. And if you haven't found it yet, if you don't know what your dreams are, if you don't know what your purpose is, keep looking within. Sit with yourself every single day and figure out not only what you want to do, but who you want to become. And then when you figure this out, all you really have to do is take that first step to achieving it. Just focus on that first step because once you decide that you want to align with your divine purpose and you take that first step, the universe will begin to work for you. The universe will rearrange itself and allow everything to fall into place for you. And once you embark on that journey, make a commitment to remain true to yourself, true to your values and your goals and everything that you do and let nothing or no one come between you and your purpose. That's what I want us to do this week. Next week, we will learn mistakes three, four, and five, but for the rest of this week, I want you to focus and reflect on these two mistakes and overcome them by getting back into alignment with your dreams and your values. It's already in you. You just have to you just have to tap in and remember that when you silence the mind, the soul will speak. So be kind, be still, be love, be light and just be until next week.